0: Small biz. Small biz. America. The Brain.
1: Before posting anything online, abide by certain rules, says Tyler Cohenwood. She's the author of Catching the Catfishers. Tyler's a 16 year veteran and expert in the online security space as a computer forensic examiner for organizations like NASA, IBM, General Dynamics, and Computer Sciences Corporation. Joining us on the line is Tyler Cohn-Wood. Welcome to the program.
2: Well, thank you for having me here.
1: Absolutely. You know, we really get to talk to someone who's really on the inside of all of this, and it remains kind of a head scratching mystery for a lot of business owners and even folks that are not in business, you know, about how all of this works and and what's being captured or not and, you know, how to protect yourself. So really appreciate you being with us. First of all, to lay the groundwork here, Tyler, what is a computer forensic examiner? What exactly does that work
2: entail? So a computer forensic examiner, um, what we do is we do sometimes incident response. So if there's been an intrusion into a company, we go and try to figure out what happened Um, And then we we will um, analyze the computers, all the witness devices, the mobile devices to try to figure out what happened. Or in the case of a major crimes case, um, you're looking for evidence of a crime on the computer or or mobile device.
1: Okay. Excellent. How important has the cloud uh, world become in the work you do?
2: I am am not actually doing forensics anymore. Right now, I am a cyber uh, branch chief and senior officer for the Defense Intelligence Agency. Mm -hmm. But I do similar work. The cloud has become very important to what forensics does Mm -hmm. and for small businesses in general.
1: I'm curious, how did you first get interested in doing this kind of work?
2: Well, it was it was one of those things that, that honestly, I just kind of got into by <laughs> by mistake. You know, I, right. was, I was I was very into radio, and I started you know back in the in the mid '90s fixing computers uh, right out of college wow. and just kind of fell in love with it so the rest just kind of happened.
1: All right, very cool. Let's take some of the subjects that I know uh you sent me ahead of this interview and I've looked at them and selected a few. Uh, just the subject of privacy, I mean, many of us sign up for programs or services online. You seem to point to the TOS. Talk to us a little bit about how we can keep our personal information from being sent all over the place, as you put it.
2: The terms of service for the applications that we use or the sites that we use, it's critical that you as a a user and you as a business owner or an employee of a business become familiar with those terms of service. because a lot of them will tell you exactly what information they're collecting on you and 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 what you're doing and that can have profound effects for a business because we no longer use we no longer sit at our desk and just do our work there we do a lot of our work on these mobile devices and we share the same device for personal use that we use for work use so we have a lot of personal applications that may have access into some of the business applications that we're using
1: okay thanks for that now in the business world obviously the same concerns come up when it comes to security how can businesses protect their data from hackers what are some of the top level things you tend to suggest
2: well you you want to make sure that you know anyone who's connecting in from home or from you know a mobile device first off has a virtual private network, it's a VPN, into, into your system so that everything that they're doing is encrypted. You also want to make sure that these home users have proper security on their, their home systems because a hacker is going to go for the lowest hanging fruit, and they're going to get in to the easiest target, and if the easiest target is you know one of your employees' uh, home networks, that's what they're going to do.
1: Okay, right. So it's an easy window into um, a system. And that's what you look for. Yes. Okay.
2: Absolutely. And and one of the most critical issues for protecting corporate IP that just doesn't get talked about a lot is something I call application permission creep. And, hmm. again, you know, our employees, especially for small businesses, you know, we're always on the go, and we use these mobile devices to do our work. And a lot of our corporate IP could be – stuff that we're text messaging with our boss, or it could be a contact list that we have on our phone, that very Rolodex could be corporate intellectual property, or we could be um, emailing you know, documents and then reading documents on these devices, but what this application permission creep does is it's where an application takes on more permissions to other aspects of your device than it really needs. So, for example, a lot of applications, if you actually look at the permissions on your Android or on your um, iPhone device, Mm -hmm. will tell you this application, maybe a flashlight application, but it has the ability to read your text messages. It also has the ability to read um, documents, or it might have the ability to read your contact list and then sell that information. So it is critical that businesses, especially small businesses, know and vet the applications that their employees have on their devices.
1: It's fascinating. Uh, there's something really fundamental to the book, of course, is is the concept of catfishing. What is catfishing? And uh, you know how, how should we be on the lookout for this?
2: So catfishing is it's become a term in popular culture. You know, it started off as a documentary, then an M T V show. But what it means now is someone who is not being truthful with you online. So it's someone who's lying to you. And it could be something simple like you're online dating and someone has a couple of inches to their right, height. But right. it could also be much more insidious where it's a predator lying about who they are or someone who is trying to scam you out of, you know, your life savings. So it's someone who's not being truthful with you. And my book is actually the first book that teaches you with checklists very, very easy skills that you can immediately apply on how to read deception in the online domain and how to vet if who you are talking to is actually who they say they are.
1: What do you think the average person just fails to understand or or do to protect their own digital information? I mean, what's the sort of top level thing that we tend to miss?
2: Well, there's a few things. The the first thing is they don't read the, the terms of service. They also don't look at the permissions that the applications that they use actually have on their device. One of the big things is that they don't manage their online persona. You know, when they're posting something, they might be posting all kinds of geo um, geolocation information that a predator can easily use to piece together a pattern of life on you, yeah. or they might self-disclose too much information that could be dangerous to a business, but it could also be dangerous to you personally. So people need to really look at what they're posting and think of it as a big picture, that everything they post goes into creating their online identity as opposed to, I'm just posting this one thing.
1: A lot of us have been subject to online hoaxes, and, and you know they, they tend to sort of move and become a moving target. You know Why is it, do you think, psychologically, that people just tend to continue to fall for these?
2: I think the new online hoaxes have become really sophisticated. They're very good, and they look to be legitimate. And if you get an email from your bank that says something's happened to your account, you know, you need to click on this link, go to this website, and put your personal information in, you know, people's natural instinct is to be, oh, my gosh, I'm scared, I have to fix this. But you need to take a step back and really look at that email, you know, look at the email address, because there's going to be something that's going to be a little off about the email address. It'll be your bank's name, but maybe there'll be an additional T in there or another letter. But also, I can tell you that in all of my years of doing this, I have never heard of a bank Uh, PayPal or any financial institution ever sending you an email telling you to go somewhere else and enter your account information. That will never
1: happen. I I want to highlight that just this morning I checked my uh, mobile device and I got an email from um, a source that identified themselves as PayPal indicating that I had made a payment that I didn't make. And okay, it got me out of bed, right? So I went and looked and I, I realized, and I think I did this right, I realized that yeah, they were sending me to another, like, landing page so I could log in. And that sounds like a, a very obvious uh, breach, right? I mean, yeah. 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 So, you know, and everything looked it looked completely legitimate. I mean, I I can't say that I would look at it with forensic eyes like you would, but, you know, the logo was there and the language looked right and, you know. I guess some of them are better than others, but it is so easy to be deceived because you think, oh, yeah, as a response, you're just going to do what you need to do. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to figure out why, why did I make this payment I didn't make? It's clearly wrong, and to do that, I need to find out. Anyway, so I, I'm sure that many of our listeners have been subject to those kinds of very compelling hoaxes that are out there. Uh, you know, you could argue that, well, we should just roll up in a little roly-poly and not be online, and I, I see that you say, no, that's absolutely not the answer. Give us sort of your framework around how to survive and thrive in a world where there's continuous hacking and catfishing going on?
2: You have to really take some of the steps to protect yourself. And it doesn't mean becoming a technical expert. You have to just be proactive. You know, read the terms of service. Look at what permissions applications have. You know, understand the applications that your children are using. Be friends with, with your children on the social media sites that they use and keep you know, an open line of communication, but be proactive. You know, there's there's simple little things that you can do. Because there's gonna be things out of our control. You know, the the target breach, the Michaels, Neiman Marcus breach. There's not a lot we can do except for wait. But I would recommend that you pay the fourteen dollars a month to get one of those credit monitoring services that's going to instantly indicate to you if someone is trying to steal your identity, take a loan out in your name. And also really analyze your credit card statements. Be proactive, because if you catch something right away, you can stop a problem.
1: The book is Catching the Catfishers. We've been visiting with author Tyler Cohen Wood. The book is published on the Career Press and her website. Of course, it's Cohen, C-O-H-E-N, com. Tyler, thanks so much for joining us on The Small Biz Brain.
2: Thank you for having me. Small Biz
1: America. The Brain. Online at
2: smallbizamerica.com. Small
1: Biz. Small biz America. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.